5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. We are continuing looking at our uh, people of interest. You know, we want to check in on people and we like to hear from others as well. And so today we have our good friend, Allison Kinder. And, uh, and Allison, I'll let uh, you tell everybody what you want them to know about you. Okay. I'm very happy to be a person of interest. Um, my name is Allison. I am a nurse practitioner. Um, I work with mainly the adult and geriatric population. I work in a skilled nursing facility in Chicago, um, taking care of the post-acute patients coming out of the hospital, as well as taking care of um, some of the long-term patients that we have in our facility. And so I've been there for a few years, and so it's been a very interesting time now. So I'd like to share a little bit about that. Very good. Yeah. So tell me, I mean, are like, is it pretty crazy right now for you? I mean, especially because you're dealing with a lot of the people that are in that vulnerable area. Yeah. So it's been a trying time, I'd say. Um, we have been, we, we didn't see many patients in the beginning. And then we started seeing quite a bit more cases as of the last two weeks. So I think at least about a month, we have not allowed any visitors in the nursing home, any family, any um, outside staff, only internal staff and only staff that only goes to that skilled nursing facility. So we've really limited the exposure of our patients, but at the same time, uh, COVID has still wreaked havoc on our facility. So we have been taking in post-acute coronavirus patients. And so we've had a locked unit with these patients that are out of the hospital once they've been deemed stable enough to come out. So we've been taking care of those patients along with the fact that we've, despite every effort that we've made, we've still had some of our long-term patients test positive and their status has changed very quickly. So what we've found is that we don't have the typical symptoms that maybe a healthier individual would have. So the patients that we've seen and our long-term side have really struggled. So we've had patients that have their blood pressure drops very quickly, their oxygen levels drop very quickly, and we have to very, very, very quickly make decisions about you know what their status is, how stable they are. And in most cases, we've actually had to send the patients out 911 to the hospital because they've they've declined so quickly. So we're not seeing those fevers, we're not really seeing the cough in the patients, we're not seeing those like typical covid signs that we've heard all over the radio. It's a very fast decline and a decline that requires a lot of ICU admissions. We've had a few patients that have actually not made it through the ER. They've they've passed away before even making it up to the the intensive care unit. So it's been wow. um, very difficult for the staff, very difficult to treat from my end because our goal would be not to overwhelm the the hospitals and our goal would be to treat patients as much as we can in the skilled nursing facilities but you know if it gets difficult as patients become unstable and obviously we want to make sure we're doing what's best for the patient and for their safety and so a lot of times we do 
end up having to transfer them out to the hospital, even though you know we're trying as best we can to keep them out of there. So what do you think about all this? I mean, like there's people talking about trying to open up and everything by May 1st. Uh, what, what's your feeling on all of the the you know, kind of the worry and the fears towards getting back to normal, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think they're forgetting about people and they're forgetting about people's safety. And so, you know, from my end, I do my best to stay safe as far as wearing masks, wearing gloves. We still have a good supply of the respirators. We have a good supply of gloves and gowns and goggles, but I still come home and I still, you know, take off all the clothes that I was wearing at work. I shower before even touching my children. So it's scary for me. And it's a, so when I hear people saying they want to open everything up, they want to open up the economy, they're really not realizing the impact that it has on healthcare professionals, on healthcare professionals' families, on patients that are the most vulnerable and the patients that are sick. And you know, the more we open things up, the higher risk I am for contracting COVID, the higher risk that my patients are at high, for contracting COVID because the more exposure that everyone has, the, the more these vulnerable patients are at risk and, you know, they are not doing as well as the 20 and 30 year olds that are getting sick. They are getting really sick and it's affecting them, not just for their ICU stay, but also afterwards, they're on total isolation because we have to make sure we keep as many people from exposure as possible. So these patients are away from their families. They're away from, you know, a lot of the help that they need. They're stuck in an isolation room because we're trying to keep everybody safe. And I don't think that people are really thinking about this population or really, you know, nurses, doctors, CNAs, housekeepers that are taking care of these patients and taking, making sure the rooms are clean. You're dealing with, um, you know, people that are taking, taking care of their laundry and cleaning all of those things. And so there's a lot of people that are affected by opening up the economy. And just to say that, you know, we need the economy open to continue business as usual. I don't think that if they saw what was going on, and they saw the pressure that everybody was under taking care of these patients, I don't think they would say the same thing. What What is some of the advice that you would give to people in this current setting? Yeah, I think the usual. I mean, I think sit tight as much as you can. Um, we've been in our family, I because I have such a high risk of being exposed to COVID, I am not going anywhere really. Um, I'm going to work and I'm coming home. I'm not going to the grocery store. I'm not running errands. I'm not doing anything like that. You know, I am actually even being very careful about, you know, how I'm interacting with my kids, which is really sad, but true. So, you know, especially people who are at higher risk, definitely, you know, staying away as much as you can from public places. If I do have to go out, it's a gown, it's, you know, gloves, it's a mask, you know, frequent hand washing and washing them for, you know, more than 20 seconds. It's, you know, not touching your face. I have, I definitely have found that with the mask on, and that's 
a lot of the reason why I not only wear the N95 at work, but a surgical mask too, especially when I'm driving my car, because I tend to you know, touch my face, it just not even thinking about it. So wearing that mask has been helping kind of curb that, that kind of habit of touching my face. So that's been helpful. But yeah, I mean, I think people have to just sit tight and do what they're supposed to be doing. And I know it's getting, the weather's getting nicer. Everybody wants to be out. I, I want to be out, but I also do not want to, you know, spread coronavirus. If I end up being a carrier of it and even asymptomatic, you can still pass that on to somebody else. So sitting tight, it's, it's, it's good. Sorry. It's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not what we want to hear, but we always know that, you know, I, I always encourage people the same thing saying it's not for our good all the time. Like we're not just saying we're looking out for our own ourselves, but we're also looking out for other people. And that means yeah. sitting tight. It does. And I, I've actually gotten into some arguments, not, I mean, heated debates, not necessarily arguments with even my husband who is like, well, I want to go back to work. I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, don't we all, but um, you know, I am at work and I don't have the luxury of being safe. And even throughout this quarantine, it's hard because it's everybody else gets to sit at home. I mean, not to say that's a luxury, but to sit at home and do your part in keeping your family safe. And I don't get that luxury because I have to put myself at risk every day and with the risk of bringing that home to my family. So people need to take into consideration other people, yeah, <laughs> especially, especially, yeah, especially the, the healthcare workers like yourself. Yeah. So tell me something. What do you think God's teaching you right now? Well, definitely um, patience. I've really had, you know, a lot of people come up to me with a lot of the same questions and people that are scared and people that are, you know, worried about themselves. And you really have to remind everybody on a daily basis that we're doing this for the greater good of everybody. We're taking care of people's loved ones and taking care of their family members when they can't be there with them. And so to kind of take a step back and think about that every day has been really good, I think, to realize like kind of the high pressure that we're under and that these are people's lives at stake. And so it's really important to, you know, to step step back and be patient and be patient with everybody when all of, because it, it, you know, it, it's a high stress time and we've had nurses quit. We've had nurses aides quit because they're you know, worried about spreading this to their loved ones. And, you know, I, I, I'm worried too, but, you know, if we're not there to take care of these people who are, and so we've, we've had a really hard time staffing these, these places. So, you know, I think just the camaraderie in that is good and to continue to um, encourage everybody and, you know, every day is, is continuing to do the same thing. And so, being patient with everybody, trying to make sure we all get through it. Patience can be tough. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like being patient either. And, and that's a, it's a flaw, but yet at the same time, I think that God always tries to teach me about that too. So it's, it is a good time to think about it and process what patience means. <laughs> yeah. And in the skilled nursing facility, I mean, even if they do open the economy, 
this is going to be a long battle for the immunocompromised, the older adult population. So, you know, I figure I'm probably going to be wearing a mask at work for months on end and family members are not going to get to visit uh, for the foreseeable future. So we're doing a lot of education with family, a lot of phone calls with family as much as we can to keep everybody updated on what's going on. I know that family members I've seen in the news of, of people that have you know gone on social media platforms and kind of really kind of blasted nursing homes. And, and I understand to a point, but at the same time, you know, everybody is doing their best and everybody, this is a time that like we've never seen before. So it's, it's very different. It comes very fast. It's, you know, patients decline very quickly. And so we're doing our best to make sure that families are aware of what's going on, that the patient gets the best care that they can. You know, communication sometimes is the last thing that we think about when we're dealing with with sick individuals. But, you know, we're we're doing our best and we're doing the best for the patients that we can. So So any scripture that you can share that's something that maybe you've been um, holding on to in these these moments and these times that you want to share with everybody? I have one for you. And thank goodness that you prepared me for it. <laughs> but also, I'm going to bring it back to my confirmation verse. And I think that this is very, very good for the times is Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so I think that verse should resonate with with not just me, but everybody, because God is with us wherever we go. And, you know, he, he knows what we need. He knows what's best. And so I think we just have to trust that and continue to move forward, not with what we want, but what he wants and what is going to be the best for everybody, not just for ourselves. Being strong and courageous and moving forward with what God has. I think that's a, that's a good thing to hold on to. Yeah. So we, yeah, we've been praying um, like for the last probably month or so with about the medical professionals in particular, because they are, you are putting yourselves in, in a, in a higher risk because you're a service industry. You know, you yeah. are serving people. And, and so we pray for you daily, um, making sure that uh, you have strength and uh, perseverance to continue to carry out what, you know, your job and, and the things that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, my life is definitely on hold with all of this <laughs> as far as, you know, doing really anything else. So I'm happy that we have people that are praying for us. And, you know, I think that Everybody in the medical profession is kind of on the same boat that we're here for we're here for the greater good and here for everybody else to make sure that everybody stays safe safe. Very good. Anything else you want to share to the audience, uh, people who are going to listen and and gain a lot of wisdom from from <laughs> from you speaking? I don't think so. I mean, I would say that, you know, we are we are not the enemy in this scenario. And I sometimes feel like doctors, nurses get kind of lumped into, you know, certain things that were, you know, covering up certain things or not giving the whole truth. And, you know, we're against every, you know, we're against the patient, we're against the family. But, you know, in the end, everybody is working for that patient and working to make sure that, you know, that patient has a good outcome. So 
you know, we can all work together in it. And I, you know, I hope that families can be patient also with us that, you know, we're doing everything we can for them. And it's hard because they can't see what's happening on a daily basis anymore because they're not allowed to really be visiting and not not allowed to be in. But, you know, patience all around, I think, will uh, will be a good thing. Patience is a key word right now. It is. All right, Allison, thank you for your time. And uh, we'll keep praying for you and your family as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. All right. You too. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Allison. We are going to be back tomorrow with another interesting person and learning what God is teaching everybody through these times of their life. Have a good day, everybody, and be well.